Uh, all right, so uh, we have we have a female co-host today. Very exciting. Hey. Yeah, Derek's daughter, the the last woman yes. willing to talk with us. <laughs> Roll the metal. <coughs> Roll the metal. Well, welcome to Theo Bourbon Live, everyone. Woo! It's live. This is being recorded. It'll be live soon. Um, we'll get there, you know. Yeah, we got cameras uh, set up and stuff, so it's a step in the right direction. So now everyone gets to do their least favorite thing, which is put a face to the podcast noise that they hear. Absolutely horrific. Because now every time they listen to it, they're going to imagine our faces. They have to do like that now. The worst thing that you that for me at least like when i find out what the people that were only in my head actually look like for some reason it's extremely disappointing to me they might have thought i was like super hot now they're like oh god oh no oh dude you got like your wedding pictures behind you that's a that's a flex in and of itself this is the my bed that i didn't make behind me uh if you're Uh, looking closely that is snorlax on my pillow so that's what's up though yeah i also have a, a cat butt right here Aw, my cat's been cat walking butt. around and causing chaos. I'm holding on to my drink because if I put it down, he will spill it. It's very fun. Uh, very, well, very cool. I, I thought you were going to say he will drink it, and I was about to say that's what's up. He's more of a ice guy. Like, he wants to chew and lick the ice, uh-huh. uh, but he's not a big, like, a drinker of things. I do have, I did find a picture of a cat drink, like, drinking a boba tea today, and that's uh-huh. pretty much the coolest thing I've ever seen. So, that cat, very cool. Love that. Do you? So one of the coolest things that I learned the other day was, yep. uh, w- so Sammy, th- which is this cat right here, big fat cat, um, he likes to do this thing Stinky where he'll, man. he will take a hair tie yeah. and he'll get it stuck in his water bowl mm-hmm. and then he'll start to paw at it and like play with it. Yeah. And apparently that is basically the equivalent of like when cats will play with their food in the wild. So, so this is like predator behavior. Sammy is a serial killer. Oh, that rocks. You know that so. like cats are like apex predators? Like if you live in the suburbs or even in like an urban neighborhood and you have an outdoor cat, that they're basically murdering like hundreds of birds throughout the year and they literally destroy entire bird ecosystems, which is like I know it's like bad, but whenever I hear that I'm just like hell yeah, dude. Like that rocks. That's awesome, That's you know. Metal as hell. It's fucking it's the coolest. Yeah, ca- cats metal. are awesome. Like they're snuggly little guys, but they're like better at murder than like any other animal. So what we need to do is we need to either have an animated video or just a picture and have if it's the video we need the audio of our theme song over a video of a bunch of cats playing metal band yeah instruments like my two cats your cat and i guess that's all we need we just need a a bass a guitar and drums right yeah we we just got to get them playing things oh yeah we could i have a bunch of keyboards too i could like keyboard cat poor nostradamus here that'd be so sick remember keyboard cat I remember keyboard yeah. cat. Yeah. Well, everyone, uh, now now that you are seeing our faces, you're gonna get yeah. a whole lot of a uh, a fluff because uh, yeah. Um, I'm checking out how pretty I look in my little uh, like hey. what, what was it my like uh, preview screen here. Uh-huh. I look nice. I like. However, my hair is pretty crazy. I just came back from my coffee shift here, so ah shit. That's all right, the light the light went away. That's oh no! <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome oh, back to Theo back. Bourbon, everyone. Where me and Tom like to sip on the nectar of God whilst talking about God and That's other things up. pertaining to um, yeah. faith, non-faith, uh, any type of ism. All the isms, um, really. Lots of isms. Um. I like to think about Ferris Bueller whenever I hear ism. So, you know, that quote that he has when he says, I don't believe in isms or blah, blah. I think he was quoting John Lennon or something like that. I haven't watched that movie in a while. I need to. Last time Uh, I watched it, I was with with Rachel and we were going to watch it. We're going to fall asleep. But we fell asleep like immediately upon turning it on. So the last time I Mm. watched it, I didn't even watch it. And the time before that was like in high school. So I don't know. Gotcha. Well, uh, here we are um, in our first video. Um, yeah. So if you are 
um, listening to us right now on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, yeah. we are going to have a video option. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really, I've really been looking forward to this because I think it's going to be really cool to um, hopefully be able to get some closed captioning on that for some of our deaf listeners. If oh, we that have rocks. Those. Like um, that. So just trying to become a little bit more accessible um, for anyone who... Um, Cannot, for some reason, listen to a podcast. Um, so that's cool for me um, and cool for us just to be expanding in that way. So Theo Bourbon is where we, like we said, sip on the nectar of the gods. I have brought out to show everyone what I'm drinking Ooh, now that I can show people. That's the uh, good stuff. This is a Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, and it is the good stuff. It's pretty damn good. Look at the cat. Look at my cat back <laughs> I see the cat. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, out so bad. I'm jealous. He's got his birds out there that he looks at. <laughs> yeah, see, what today what I'm drinking is uh, Verner's mixed with spiced rum. Because last night I drank like half a bottle of Old Granddad without yeah, thinking. I should probably keep some of that today. Not the good <laughs> yeah, stuff, though. Yeah, like the, the thing is, it's, oh. it's so rye forward that like mm-hmm. I got to be in the right mood for it. So I've had it sitting around and I was like, oh, I'll drink all Makes of it. Sense. Like some kind of idiot. I hate drinking it neat, though. Kind of like that time that you drunk bought Hillsong tickets with me. You know, and then we went to that concert together. <laughs> we went. We went. Uh, uh, I took my former church of employment. Uh, and it was a good time. I mean. They put on a great show. They put on a great show. They do. The, re- the real reason that I was excited was because Amanda Cook opened for him. And she's, she, she's, she's pretty good. Like, she, I mean, she's great musically, but, like, she also thinks. She's, like, surprisingly. Whenever she talks like, about things, she's very progressive. Like, yeah. I'm surprised that she's still in the whole uh, Bethel world, you know? Yeah. Like, she's still yeah. signed to them, you know? Yeah. It's so... I don't know. I don't know enough info behind it. I just know that she writes good music. And she, she does. talks. She talks in a way and in a language that I can get behind. Yeah. And that is... That's good. So... Yeah. Um, you know, because it's all about me. and uh, It is, in fact, all about you. Yeah. I need to you remembered that. You know. Yeah. Good. <laughs> but uh anyway, um uh, we are here talking and sipping and uh me and Tom yeah decided today that uh t- Tom what's the fun thing we're going to talk about because we we often sound pretty depressing in some sense. Um deconstruction is not a fun time. Um despite what a lot of people think it's like oh it's sexy it's the cool thing to go through right now it's the cool thing to do so all you want is is money and you know the, what's fun and, emotional and you want pain. the world to love you and yeah it's like oh yeah i love being you know ostracized from my former community so much fun. and uh being told that i'm gonna go to hell and uh you know those are great things love that oh yeah Lo- it's so sexy i've i am my cat just broke one of my blinds right next to me if you heard that little crash on the floor <laughs> Just destroyed it. <laughs> but anyway, Tom, what are we talking about today? Anyway, so today, uh, today is you know, um, you remember, like in uh, kindergarten or whatever, you had like you like bring a toy to school, show and tell. Yeah, this is show and mm-hmm. tell, but this is show and tell with both of our favorite heretics. Hmm. So, so I'm uh, gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh really yeah. hard if we pick the same one because I feel like it's possible. I picked three. Two of them oh. are like. 100% heretics and uh-huh. and one of them is a heretic uh under certain definitions not under others. That's probably the one that I picked. <laughs> I I'm so I'm so excited. Um also I have so, a few other topics that I want to uh, mention that I learned cool. while I was doing some research that I think it'd Love be really it. fun to talk about. So okay. I want I want to hear you go first. Uh so uh, as, as the man of God here, you know. I love me some Pelagian. Oh, yes. I also picked Pelagian. I told you. I told you that's who we're going to He's gonna so pick. good. Okay. I want to okay. hear what you saw because I also got some good stuff from him that I, I hope we can bring up <clears throat> if you didn't. Yeah, you go first. Just do it. Pelagian is the probably, I mean, I think all heretics are probably misunderstood in some way. Um, I thought you were going to go origin. Some of them. What? I thought you were going to go origin. Origin's not a heretic. I mean, Origin is considered a heretic by almost all like Catholic Church. 
uh, well, Orthodox Church. That's the Catholic Church. I'm so I'm so sorry. We have to be so terrifyingly <laughs> correct about this. <laughs> no, I okay. So I think Origen should have been the one that won rather than Augustine. Because uh, yeah, because he's a dick, not Origen. So and which is the reason why Pelagian um, shows up on my radar a little bit. Um, so Pelagian, depending on who you talk to is a whole realm of things because eventually Pelagianism or Europelagian became a catchword for anyone who was a heretic, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like the way that we use the word heretic today. Um, yeah, the reformed anyone just hates him. <laughs> hates that guy. <laughs> so basically, if, if you were to throw a dart at the big wall that has Pelagian in the middle of it, what you're going to run into is not believing that original sin is a thing. Very um, based and very cool. So I love that. It's very, but that is like the very, very least minuscule definition of what Pelagianism, yeah. Pelagianism is. There are a lot of scholars who don't actually think that that belief system originated with Pelagian himself. Um, kind of like the Pythagorean theorem. Like, no one knows who came up with yeah. it. It was just Pythagoras' yeah. school, so like, we just attributed it <clears throat> yeah. to him. Yeah. So, um, I'm not going to get like super deep into the history about it just because I don't know enough about it to actually speak to the really nitty-gritty details. Mm-hmm. But um, what I will kind of talk about is my... I no longer believe in the type of original sin that like what um, Catholic, dogma- Catholic dogmatics and like their catechism would teach mm-hmm. or what your basic reformed piece of it would be. So like um, definitely not tulip. So like total depravity, I do not believe in total depravity. Um, cool. Do I believe that human, like the hu- human nature in its not human nature. Okay. This is where I'm at. This is my definition of it. Human nature in its essence does not include being a complete and total wretched creation. You fucking heretic. <laughs> because How dare I no you, longer How because dare I know but because the only way that you can actually I think truly believe in original sin as a doctrine or at least total depravity as a doctrine is if you believe that the story of Genesis, Genesis one and two is literal. So because of that, I don't think that the fall quote unquote was a Pandora's box that opened up some type of like some type of thing that just so it's kind of like if you um, watch those videos of a meteor hitting the earth five million years ago it mm-hmm. always has like this thing where it's like it starts in one spot and then it just like envelops the rest of the earth super quickly yeah that's what I think people think when even Adam took the bite of the fig or whatever fruit you want to say it was and then suddenly just this like shadow just kind of like overcast the whole earth what if it was like a tomato? you know what if it was a tomato it's real um, juicy just getting all over their faces gross <laughs> it's like oh, the, this, just you know this the, is hitting the, me so fast yeah i'm okay, sucking we'll get, this down uh, right now so it's kind of like the uh, the what's his name denethor from <laughs> lord of the rings when he's eating the tomato and um <laughs> that seed haunts me <laughs> Home is behind <laughs> the world ahead. And then he just... <laughs> <laughs> it. I mean, it really adds the depth of his not caring about anything to the scene. So Dude, it's really... doesn't give a shit. While it's funny, it's also very poignant for the scene. But anyway, uh, Pelagianism. So Pelagianism, my dude. In order to believe in that kind of total depravity... Um, original sin concept i think you have to take that story literally because yeah if we all have common dis- common ancestry 
which is that in an Adam and Eve way or a single cellular organism way. Adam and Eve way. Okay. So the Adam and Eve way of they were the first humans of all humanity that cover the entire earth at any point. They were the first two. Yeah. And their descendants, which is everyone because you can't exist without them if that's your belief. Hella incest, Everyone, Everyone from them inherited in their DNA guilt. Yeah. And that's something that Pelagian, he, well, he or his disciples, whoever kind of came up with this, they, they reject that. Mm -hmm. And they, they would say that because God, because the image of God is in people, original sin does not, does not happen. So they were some of the, I don't know that they were the first, but, um, kind of that thought process. We do have the same glasses. I, have, I never noticed this before. <laughs> I didn't either. Uh, yes, because the image of God is in people, therefore God and yeah. sin cannot coexist in the same person, so you cannot have that original sin in there. But in the way of... Uh, where was I going to go with it? Um, basically that... Crap. I just I just lost my, my train of thought. Um, You're good. You're heading towards something good. Yeah. Um... So they were some of the first. I don't know that. The, I don't know that they were exactly the first, but they. It it kind of read this way when I was doing some research that they said that unbaptized babies do not go to hell. Yep. Or do not go to purgatory. So there was a whole lot of. Oh no! Unbaptized babies. At least at that time, the Catholic Church right now is pretty iffy about it because they know uh-huh. the Catholic Church now rejects purgatory. Just. So, you know, that's no longer a doctrine. That's not even a thing anymore Um, because that was kind of invented because they had to figure out a way like how does um, does regeneration happen in an instant at death um, and, of course, over a person's life? Or does there have to be a specific place for regeneration? That's because that was the whole purpose of purgatory isn't punishment for a Christian. It's regeneration because it's saying, hey. If you die and you believe in Jesus, but say you're just a shitty kind of guy, but so you did wholeheartedly believe in Jesus, you're just kind of a shitty guy. How do you become uh-huh. less of a shitty guy? That's it. Because huh. the whole thing is like how uh, what right. the uh, Protestant would say, this happens over the course of your life, um, and then at death, it can be perfected in an instant. Whereas yeah. like the Catholic at the time would say, that still just doesn't really make sense. It needs to happen naturally. And purgatory mm-hmm. was is kind of... Uh, it's it's a prison that is actually helping you get better. So uh-huh. there was so according to Dante's Purgatorio, which of course yeah. is fan fiction. Um, mm-hmm. But however, there his way of dealing with it is really interesting. Uh, he would say that each level represented um, one of the deadly sins. Yeah, right. Uh, and basically, you kind of checked it off at the end, and an angel with a flaming sword would like swing at you with a with have a lightsaber. He was an angel with a lightsaber. <laughs> he would swing at you and that and that deadly sin was permanently just like mm-hmm. seared off your heart. Like you yeah. you no longer can because you no longer have any desire. Well to it's that very sin, which it's is a really interesting idea. Yeah, it's very reminiscent. Like. It's very reminiscent, but a little bit I mean it is less geographical, I guess. Yes. Um, than kind of what I would believe about hell that hell yeah, purgatory is, is incredibly vibes based. Yeah, yeah, and so but um, also I, real quick, I realized my point for that. I just got really into yeah, yeah, yeah. nerd everything. Um, but cat, please stop, please stop trying to destroy my blinds. <laughs> I need to, I need to pay for those, anyways. Um, but my 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 point was that they still believe unbaptized babies go to hell because their theology forces them to because they refuse to mm-hmm. create a theology that's kinder. And it's really annoying. Um, right. What The way they get around that is they say that there's a part of hell where no punishment happens. That's where all the really good... Yeah, they say that's where all the people who are really good people who didn't believe in Jesus, one, and two, all of the unbapt- unbaptized babies go. Because they're like, hey, there's no way that all these amazing people who just don't believe the right thing can go to hell. Therefore, they're not punished for eternity. They're just separated from God and they just hang out. It that is their idea. Be- it really would just be so much easier, and this is why I like 
Pelagian. At least, like, I'm not a Pelagian. But he was cool. Just, we both he, picked him for a reason. Yeah, I don't oh, my cat's think... Just, I'm I not think get my that security it's deposit back. Sorry. I continue. think that it's so much easier to believe that everyone will go through some type of refining, um, which yeah. is kind of where I'm at. Like Jesus says, all will be salted with fire. We've talked about this in another podcast. Um, kind of the nature of what hell is, what it could be, different ideas about it. Yeah. And you know, I. I said that mine was kind of more along the <clears throat> origin, Gregory and Nyssa, um, kind of those guys. Uh-oh. Ellie bonked her head. Oh. Um, you're okay. Um, it's okay. Yeah, you're laughing now. Um, so that it would be so much easier, but original they um, like a lot of people believe that original sin has to be a part of the gospel and because of that they do all of those gymnastics like that like you were saying but it would be so much easier to just believe that everyone will have to go through some type of refining because then you don't have to go through all those mental gymnastics so well, then there's actually some parts of hell that aren't as bad or... Because they had to create you know, all of these new ideas that weren't yeah. really based off anything either biblical or previous teaching right. because they couldn't figure out how a good God could make all yes. of this happen. Because, like, who is more innocent than a baby, you know? Right. And it's like Specific, the two wills... Speci- specifically your baby who bumped yes. your head right now. Yes. Which I will get momentarily. I just want to say this. It's like the two say wills it. of God thing. It's the the God the will that God wants to do but he can't do because of his like forced will upon him, which is what actually does happen. Yeah, like that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my it's, life. And it's, it's again, as, just like from our last episode, that is just yeah. a way with coping with the problem of evil. Yeah. You have to say that God has a will that he wants to happen, but he just can't happen because he lets us do things. Um, right. But you know, um, speaking of Pelagius, you know. What? How he defined the grace of God? Huh. So he, um, because he was so obviously very into free will, you know, as we've mm-hmm. kind of discussed, he defined the grace of God as free will. Yeah, he saw them as the same thing, uh, and from that, there's actually a list of things that he was uh, when he was decided to be a heretic at one of the uh, early uh, councils. Uh And those things were, he said that death is a natural part of life and -hmm. the Catholic church lost their shit because uh, they say that death is not natural for the human person, that we are meant to be immortal and sin caused death. Whereas he said, death is okay. Death is fine. There's nothing to be afraid of in death. Didn't like that. Which is so cool of like thinking about all of the other cultures around the world that view death as like kind of a good thing yeah um and, specifically yeah. like i think of a lot of like native american culture um like death is literally just kind of like oh yeah they just move to a different plane or move to a different um way of life really yeah so and, I, and here's that, another that, thing oh go for it i was just gonna say and that builds upon like um a lot of ancestor stuff um yeah the Protestants and Christians would call it ancestor worship, which is just stupid because um, it's not ancestor worship. It's just the continuation of being a part of. It's just a, being a part of a continuation of people. Yeah. So. Another thing that, and I think this is really interesting, is for one thing, and this one kind of makes sense based on what we're saying mm-hmm. right now. He didn't believe that you needed specific grace from God to be able to do good works. He mm-hmm. thought that doing good works um, came natural to the human person. Yeah. And what I think is way more interesting, he believed that humility was required to admit fault in sin. Whereas mm-hmm. the Catholic Church said, you can just stand in front of people without any humility and still say, hey, I sinned. And they said, you're just stating a fact. It's not a, it's not a statement of humility. Whereas he said that is fundamentally a statement of humility. 
And that enough was a get, was enough to be for him to be called a heretic. I mean, on top of everything yeah. else too. But and I thought that was interesting because he said it takes humility to admit sin, and they say no, it only takes acknowledgement of reality, which is really funny because both of us, being students of John Roller, would say, "What if humility <laughs> just is an acknowledgement of reality?" So yeah, I and thought that was really interesting. And this is where, and this is my blanket statement that will, that probably isn't true, but it's how I get through things. Um, that all of this is heresy is just semantics. Um, at least like there are two different types of heresies. I don't know if people know that. Um, I just, I just found it out. You know, I always thought that it was just once you were labeled a heretic, you were excommunicated or or whatever. But, um, there's like heresies of ignorance which doesn't result in excommunication and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to do with anything of like matters of the faith. But then there is like the heresies of like faith that, you know, you don't believe or you believe something different than like the Eastern Orthodoxy. They would have to have a council about it and it would have to have to do with like the councils. And then I think it's just anything that you reject out of the catechism yeah i mean gnosticism was the first um like the first named heresy yeah uh not because uh, not because of any other reason than it denied the bodily resurrection and the incarnation and that's mm-hmm. when you, you had the first you know people of the church who realized oh these are important things to us i yep. would also argue that because this was a time this is a time after the um goodness it was in the early 400s so it was after the like christianity was adopted as rome as rome's state religion that okay here's my conspiratorial mindset here but i'm I'm serious rome created a religion that worked well for them oh yeah you know okay yeah okay so we're all we're all we're all agreeing there uh but i think gnosticism is kind of set up so that every other religion can kind of just fit into it it's Uh, it's a it's a very like not syncretistic but what what would you call that religion but you can you can take other religions and kind of fit their gods and goddesses into it and all you need to believe is that the spiritual is good the physical is bad and there is a one above all very marvel name but there is there is some there is some god that is above everything that is pure spirit and is pure good and everything that uh, is focuses on the flesh or fleshly pleasures is innately bad, um, mm-hmm. which is which is interesting because um, a lot of a lot of scholars also call Paul um, a Gnostic or very Gnostic influenced because yeah. of his focus on how bad the flesh is. I just think he's probably kind of gay. Happy Pride Month. Um, the dude, the dude did not get married. Dude had a lot of relationships with other dudes. He had a breakup with a bunch. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> Paul was gay. but uh, and, and that's why Paul was hated the flesh. That's why he thought marriage was stupid because he didn't like girls. I'm telling you, he didn't like marriage because he's like, why would you want to hang out with a woman? That's so annoying and stupid. Um, anyway, I will neither. Conf- I, I will deny that I think. I don't. I don't think that. But I will not confirm. I, I think. I think Paul's right misogyny also comes with the fact that he's never actually interacted with a woman in his life. Um, he never needed to. He never wanted to. You know, dude. Dude just liked other dudes. Um, and you know, there's nothing more based than the dude who likes other dudes. But um, what's interesting, also with Pelagianism, is that there's just so much in the holiness tradition that is like directly semi-Pelagian, and not not Pelagian necessarily, but just this mm-hmm. idea that. The, that the human person has the capacity to choose good in all scenarios. Right. Um, which, which is interesting because the more I think about it and the more I see his point of like, it is, it is always within us to choose the God in us instead uh-huh. of the fallen part of us. That is not innate. That is something inherited and is something that we can by the power of the Holy spirit overcome. And when I hear that, I just think back to Asbury. I just think back to my holiness and Christian life class, which was an excellent class, by the way. And also something I want to mention, uh, for those of you who listened to our last episode, we talked a lot about faith. We talked a lot about belief. Like, what do you believe in and stuff? And I think about um, the best professor I ever had. When I asked him, when I told him that I I struggled with, with faith and I struggled with belief at all times, 
I, I kind of asked, like, how do I reason myself into faith? And he just kind of mm. said, you can't. Faith is something you have to choose. If you don't wow. choose faith, you're never going to have it. You cannot, mm. like, there is no apologetics that will make you believe. You need to want it first. Mm-hmm. And he's basically just like, if whenever Jesus wants you, he can get you. And that was obviously his own belief on that. But but that was kind of his own faith on that because he had a conversion experience while listening to a Christian record when he was like in like the 70s when Christian music was terrible. So, you know, it was legitimate. Um, but I, I, I love the way he, he said that because it was the most terrifyingly honest thing I've ever heard a faithful Christian say about mm-hmm. a conversion experience. So I know that went in a million different directions, but... Uh, I, th- I think that, and I kind of wanted to close that loop from last week that there are definitely, yeah. I kind of made a few statements that made it sound like there were no intellectually honest Christians and mm. there are. And and that's oh, a yeah. thing worth mentioning and a thing worth um, acknowledging that there are plenty yeah. of very, fa- very faithful Christians who are going to be very honest to you about their own beliefs and um, where those lead, which is very cool. Which I think is something that we can kind of tie into this about, you know, particularly early church, and when I say early church, like first 600, 700 years. Yep. Um, maybe even just 500. Uh, that was a time That was my when... cat closing a door, by the way. Wow. He can you close sure doors and open the... No, I watched That's him hilarious. do it, and he's looking at me. He's very upset that he closed it. He's going to try to open it soon. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and get him. Just, I'll let you know. Okay, I'm going to have to go put Ellie down for a nap here in a second, Aww, which is looks, literally she, just me She looks laying. very sleepy. Yeah, she's watching Louisville baseball right now. Uh, but That's very good. Throw the mills up. I think, I think it can kind of tie into what we're saying because I think with the early, you know, these early decisions, these councils and all that kind of stuff, and if you just pick up a book and read early church do- uh, like documents – that was all it was, was intellectual okay. honesty about things because people had to, basically it was arguing yeah. the natural consequences and the logical conclusions of your belief systems. Huh. So, you know, because, so like, and that's why you have so many um, people like Augustine, like anytime you had like a response to another theologian, mm-hmm. sometimes they would take their beliefs and make them so not exactly what they were, but they would point out the logical conclusion of that belief, which ended up being a little bit silly or ended up being hmm. a little bit like that doesn't make sense or ended up being like, well, if you believe that, then you must believe this. Interesting. Um, and so, you know, if you believe there is no original sin, then may- you probably don't believe that Jesus had to die for them. Because then we could all just be perfect and we don't need a death of a savior. Yeah. So like, and you know, I think what we can learn, if there is anything to learn from this, it's that log- logical conclusions do exist, but it's a lot more complicated to get to them than we think. Um, That's, because it's like, if we are, uh, it's kind of like Doctor Phil, right? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Okay, you're gonna, you're gonna see where I'm going with this. But okay. on Doctor Phil, he gets people on who have incredibly obvious problems, and he recommends mm-hmm. to them the most obvious response to them. Like I remember once he had a guy who was like 600 pounds on Doctor Phil. Like like he was just like like morbidly obese guy, very very like sick, you know, kind of guy. Cause he was just very overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what Dr. Phil told him to do? Lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> you need, he's like, you need to put together an exercise plan. You need to be eating healthy or it's going to be hard, but you can do it. It's like, you think that's not occurred to this guy before? Cause Lay clearly marriage of one. Okay. But exactly. It's like, he's, he's giving them the most obvious answer that literally everyone can get behind. And then uh-huh. we can never see this person again and assume like, Oh my God, Dr. Phil just fixed their problem. Wow. When nothing was fixed, nothing was done. All he right. did was draw the line from point A to point B as quickly and expediently as possible. When, if you look at 
anytime social problems have actually been solved, it's always been addressing multiple parts and having a strategy and a plan of attack. You yeah. can't just do the most obvious answer and think that's ever going to work. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree with you. And I think whenever you have uh, philosophers and even worse theologians draw lines like that from point A to point B, you always get incredibly dumb takes that yeah. don't actually address the heart of the issue. Which is quite literally why I have that. I mean, that's why I have the humility to say that even though I shit on Calvinism, pretty much every single. <laughs> time that we have a podcast i think last um, episode is the only time you haven't expressly yeah. shit on calvinism yeah that was special Well, in humility i will say that i know that i draw the logical conclusions and most of the time make calvinism out to be just this incredibly dumb thing to to pursue yeah when in fact i do know that there are i mean god look at the people who are like the champions of Calvinism, they're some of the smartest people on the planet. But I don't think that they start at the right point. And I think that's where, that's kind of where a lot of this goes into, especially with like Pelagian. Like you're starting at basic human nature. Yeah. So of course you're going to end up to a gospel point where if you don't believe the certain thing about human nature, then you're probably not going to believe that, you know, a virgin birth was necessary because if Jesus was born of a human male, then he wasn't going to get the sin gene, so therefore he couldn't sin. But if you're a Pelagian, then maybe you believe, well, actually, I think Jesus probably did have the ability to sin, but he didn't. So then, then that's where Pelagian gets into his whole, like, God wouldn't ask us to do something that we couldn't do. So why would God ask us to be perfect if we didn't have the ability, like Jesus, to be perfect? So there's just, there's just a whole lot of... Uh, it's I mean, it's just very minute details that if you don't believe in this one detail than the yeah, rest by of the, the way, details. Just, you know, my recording just had to stop because we went for oh. long enough to the point where it had to automatically stop. So it looks like that might be a thing that happens now. We're learning. Interesting. We're learning things. We are learning things. Aren't Anyways, we? it's saving right now. And as soon as it comes back up, I will start the recording again. I'm going to clap so we can sync the audio. And then we're going to be right back into it. Well, let me go put her down in her... You uh, go for it, uh, dude. Crib real quick. Cool. And how about, oh, before you go, before you go, come back, come back. He's gone. He's gone. Anyway, when he comes back, I think we're going to finish up our talk on Pelagius. And then we're going to talk about some honorable mentions because I got some other dudes uh, that I don't have a ton to say about, but I have a little bit because Pelagius was also my pick. Um, Okay. Awesome. So I can start up a recording again. I can start up a thing. Doing the thing, thing in the do. Yeah. And we're back to it. Okay. And cool. How big is that file I just recorded? We're going to find out how long this is. Uh, I just recorded how many gigabytes? Three gigabytes. Okay. That's doable. I can live with that. That's fine. Yeah, so I don't know how I'm going to edit these together. I am not an editing genius. We're going to find out. Hey, okay, awesome. You are back. As soon as yours stops recording, because I think it stops recording after a certain amount of time, like 40 minutes or something like that. You know, we're going we're gonna to figure this out. We're feeling this out together as a family. Even, so. <laughs> as a family. As a family. So it's going to do a thing where it says it's saving. And when it's done saving, then you can just start recording again. That's what I did. I'm just going to like pop myself oh, out ke- and pop myself Sorry, back I kept recording. I didn't stop. Very smart. If that's if it does stop for you, we'll, we'll know what to do. Oh, okay. Cool. So I'm thinking, uh, anything, anything else we want to say? We want to wrap up Pelagius because I've got some other boys I want to briefly discuss, and then we can yeah. uh, roll the medal to finish yeah, it up. I okay? just want—I just want to say um, before we go on that, like, if you're listening to this podcast and you have, oh, what's the word? It makes you uncomfortable, I guess, or um, that 
in some way or some fashion, you know, you you have these set, you know, doctrines or dogmas that you are convinced of. Yeah. This is in no way a shot at no. saying that we think you are a heretic because we believe in a certain heretic's point of view, or even that we share the beliefs of the certain person that we're talking about. The very concept it, of heresy is kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are certain things that I think you can't get away with. Um, there are like, some things that are just bad <laughs> things to believe because they're bad yeah. to people. But okay, my personal, not even definition of heresy, but the only time I'm going to judge you for believing something is if your beliefs directly harm others. Like you look at, mm. I don't know, the, the thing to talk about. If you look at like white nationalism, if you look at a lot of these beliefs that they necessarily involve the harm of other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not heresy, but you suck. Uh, mm-hmm. That's really all it's about. But if you're just like, if you, I don't know, say you identify as a Christian, but you're in some sect that the church as a whole rejects, like if you say you're a Mormon or something like that, it's like, I'm not going to immediately look at you and be like, oh yeah, I write off everything you have to say. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. if you're not harming people with your beliefs, I, I am not worried about it. But if you are out there harming people, I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to speak against yep. that because and- that's a bad thing to do, to harm people with your beliefs. I mean, think about it in this way. Um, we are... We've talked about them for years. We are going to have <gasps> Reverend William Caleb Norris on this, on this podcast. Soon. I'm so excited to talk and to Caleb. I'm really excited to talk to him about where he came from because where he came from, they were they weren't Trinitarians, you know. And um, and he talks about this like he, he's he's talked about it with me before. Um, how the Trinity just kind of wasn't it, it's not a thing in in his particular so interesting because i can't um, imagine that not being an important thing and yet when you talk to him his Mm -hmm. christian upbringing sounds pretty similar to most other people's christian upbringing that i'm intrigued to hear about that i want i want to hit on that specifically yeah and so with that you know dear listener um as you're listening you and you are know know that we have been in that uncomfortable place too because for me like not believing in original sin or at least not in the way that it was presented to me. It took a long time for me to be able to say that sentence without kind of like cringing. And sometimes it still does. Sometimes I'm still like, Ooh, like, do I actually like not believe that anymore? Because I thought that that w- that had to lead to this. And then that had to lead to the gospel and the gospel yeah. had to lead to me. So d- if you're still doing the work or you haven't started the work of deconstruction, it doesn't, you don't have to. Yeah. It kind of chooses you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this. Deconstruction is the only Calvinist thing that I believe in because I don't believe that you choose to deconstruct. I think deconstruction happens to you. Deconstruction comes for us all eventually. I didn't choose to deconstruct. Deconstruct chose to... me. <laughs> Do you have evidence of your deconstruction? <laughs> Can you tell me with absolute certainty right now that you are deconstructing? <laughs> if you can't, you need the good spirit of deconstruction. In your heart of hearts. God. Well, I remember once I said in, in my heart of hearts to someone who was like, I, th- even, I, I th- even think they were like Christian. I think they were like Catholic or something. But they're just like, oh, that was such a cute thing to say. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You don't. You don't know. No, I saw it. <laughs> this is the last thing I'm going to say before I hand it off to you for the for the next couple. But like, awesome. there was this TikTok and it was like, if I talk to my husband, like I pray. <laughs> or if it was like, if I talk to my husband, the way that people pray to God in evangelical churches. And it was fucking hilarious. I want, send that to me, please. The word just like. When people you are like, just, um, God, just, if you just, and, and just, and just, and just, and God, if you would just, and it was so hard to watch. Just, <laughs> so anyway, just give me, uh, let's move on. Let's, let's move on to your favorite, uh, other favorite heretic. Cause yeah, Pelagius was my number one man, my boy even, but I've got yeah, two more yeah. from other points in Christendom. Um, the, the big one, cause everyone thinks of the heretic, the big boy himself, Rob Bell. Oh my God. We've got a few things that we need to mention. So everyone knows, See, this is, but, but here's the thing. I don't consider him a heretic. So like, 
Yeah, okay. That's why I went for the early church. I mean, most Christians do. Like, most people who identify as Christian, especially in the U.S. of A., would consider him a heretic. So, we are going to... I want to discuss two things, specifically, that he says that I think are really great. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is very funny, because the first one is something that the Catholic Church, specifically, would never call heresy. When I say never, I mean not in the last couple hundred years, but certainly before that. Um that because all truth is God's truth, anywhere there is truth, there you find God. Because all truth is of him. When uh-huh. like and that was that was one of the first things that he said. This is before he came out with any other book, anything else that would make him um like problematic by what's I mean that's also that's also the motto of the liberal arts university that we went to. But here's the problem. He actually meant it when he said it. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like the thing is, he he said it, and he didn't just say it like reluctantly. That was no, like actually, his. Like, that, that's it. when he started. It was after that, from that presupposition, that if it's true, it must be of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of working that backwards, because I mean, that's kind of how we usually do. We usually do it if uh, if it is of God, it must be true. And he's kind of saying, hey, truth. It's a what we call in math. We call that a bijection. That mm-hmm. it's this implies this, but that second thing also implies it back. Mm-hmm. That if it's uh, if if it's of God, it must be true. Would also imply if it's true, it must be of God. Because so yeah, I'm gonna draw a connection because I just watched yeah. the movie. And if you're a movie mm-hmm. buff like me, or if you've ever just watched movies in general, as soon as someone says the word truth, you think of Jack Nicholson. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, but of course. Think, here, it's a perfect it's a perfect image of that because. You're you know, goddamn says, right I did. Yeah, I love the, that movie so much. You want you want answers and then Tom Cruise says I think I'm entitled. And then he says you want answers and then Tom Cruise says I want the truth. So Tom Cruise in that movie is intellectually honest people like Rob Bell who would say all truth is God's truth and Colonel Jessup played by Jack Nicholson is the uh People who think that the verse that says God's ways are higher, higher than our ways, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, means that we really can't know anything. Uh, so God can do whatever the hell he wants, even if it's genocide, and we will call that good. Yeah. I like that. I like that reading. And here's one thing from What is the Bible? Did you ever read What is the Bible? I have it on my bookshelf up there. I haven't started it yet. Bro, I think that might be the copy that I bought that eventually got passed around to you. Because no, I, I bought that one. You did? Really? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I passed I around a copy myself. all around the worship arts uh, major that at this point is it's gone somewhere, but it, it made it through many hands because I wanted everyone I'm, to read it. It's I'm sure good. someone who got it ended up reading it and thinking it was heresy and they burned it. I'm sure. Uh, I know at least one person actually read it in that time, so that's worth it. But anyway, that's one good. of his one of his points is, and I love this, it was whenever you're reading the Bible and something doesn't make sense, fly higher. He would talk about like, if you're a bird and you're flying over something and you're looking down and just something looks like black stone, you might think, oh, I'm on top of like a volcanic rock or some shit. But then you fly a little bit higher and you realize, oh, it's just a roof, you know? (laughs) Or it's like, you're on top, let's say you're a bird and you're just flying and you're just on top of some, what looks like some big ocean. You're like, I'm over the ocean. Turns out it was just like someone's swimming pool. Um, Mm. that when we're looking at something too close, we miss the forest for the trees. Um, so, so whenever we are, whenever you're reading the Bible and Uh you're thinking, Hey, this thing, the cultural thing, it just seems like it doesn't make any sense. This seems kind of shitty and like it's shitty to people in general. This Uh thing, always look at the cultural context to find an explanation. It doesn't make everything perfect in the Bible or make every action done by a person something we should emulate or defend in the Bible, but it will at least explain it for you. And I think that is profound. That's so cool because I don't know if he actually, I don't know if he stole it from Rob Bell, but John, Pastor John Roller, my pastor, Mm -hmm. obviously the professor that raised us at Asbury, his, this is a quote from him from a few weeks back mm-hmm. at church. We can't look for individual trees when we read the Bible. We have to look at the forest. Entire beliefs made out of single verses or stories doesn't help us. It has hurt many of us. It's better to see the arc truths of all scripture like God is good. Yep. And that's essentially what 
what Rob is saying there, yep. oh, same like thing. you were saying, yeah. like you can't look, you can't look so close at something that that something now becomes the entire basis of what you will believe. Like that's your starting off point. Yes. Um, you have to instead kind of remove yourself and look at the whole picture of things. So that's why I think that if we're going to talk about heretics, there was a guy named Marcion. Yeah. Marcion was a, I actually do think that that, I think what he said was heresy, but um, he said that the God of the old Testament and the God of the new Testament are two different gods Mm -hmm. and that Jesus had to come and basically fix God. And other than being unbelievably (laughs) anti-Semitic, and I think that a lot of Christians today, particularly evangelical Christians, particularly the churches that kind of refuse to preach out of the Old Testament um, because of this, that, I think if you look at the Old Testament itself, and do what we just talked about, where you kind of hold mm-hmm. it back from yourself rather than looking at the specific things. It is, there's a reason that Judaism is one of the most beautiful religions on planet Earth. Yeah. And it's because there's so much justice. There's so much begging God to to act and begging God to to bring his people or their people, God's people, back to a place of treating people right and treating people good and having these good things. And then you get to some of those stories where it's really just, if I can speak plainly, fable um, or myth or whatever you want to call it. And people take those myths and it says, God grew angry, so he decided to flood the entire earth. They take that and they say, oh, God is a God that does not have any patience for anyone. And it's like, Hmm. no, look at the whole Old Testament and you see God is unbelievably patient with people. Like that's thousands of years of God not doing a single thing and begging his people to just be good. And so not be good as an obey or whatever. You could read that into it, but be Mm -hmm. good as in like, just be, be decent human beings. (laughs) And things might go well for you. And that's just because of the natural consequences of the good things that you do. So, anyway, what you were talking about. Um, Marcion would have said that Marcion wanted Christianity to basically do away with the entire Old Testament as Mm -hmm. if it wasn't even a testament of the story. And that that was just a completely different God. Um, And so, all of that to say, yes, what you're talking about. Yeah. That's about it. Awesome. Um, okay. And I, I got my last guy, and it's me funny. A, a, qu- a quick point before that. Um, mm-hmm. At one point, the Catholic Church just just called Islam a heresy of Christianity, which is extremely wow. funny. Um, for one thing, I feel like uh, actual Muslim people would not like that very much. But they yeah. were like, they, they, but they would say that because they venerate Jesus so highly and because their beliefs about God, Yahweh God, are mm-hmm. so close to um, Christ- Christianity and honestly Judaism for that matter, that they mm-hmm. said they are so close they can be considered, it can be considered just a heresy of Christianity, which I think <laughs> is really interesting. It's just like it's Christianity focused on the wrong guy, which I, I, I think it's really funny that they would say that. And I, I think I talked about this last podcast, or at least in one of them, it was last podcast, um, where Brad Jerzak, um, my guy, had to bring him up, um, he he talks about how he's met Christ-following Muslims. Um, but he would also say, like, Gandhi was a Christ-following Hindu. Yeah. Because he read the Beatitudes every day of his life, and he tried to act on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, that's, I think, which, that's so interesting because I knew and know so many people in particularly the Reformed community that they wanted, uh, what was his name, the the SBC president there for a minute, J.D. Greer? Yeah. 
Um, is he not they anymore? They wanted no. He uh, hmm. he stepped down, and then it was okay. some guy named something Lint Lit Lint Litton, hmm. um, right. L- Lint Linton or something. Um, but they wanted J.D. Greer's head on a spike because he sort of alluded to Muslims and Christians believing in the same God. Interesting. But Muslims denied the deity and the incarnation of of Jesus. I mean, that's kind of, that is the historical Christian view by most of the last 2,000 years that they just believe in another flavor of Yahweh because it is kind of a direct offshoot off of Judaism, as are we, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, they're both fundamentally different religions, but but mm-hmm. they we definitely, there are some similarities between the God that, <laughs> <laughs> that we all worship. And Which is interesting because I watched the same night that I saw mm-hmm. the TikTok I mentioned before, I watched a TikTok of a guy who put the cover of the Quran around a Bible and he started reading it to people and people were like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. That's awful. Like, that's so whatever. And like all this other stuff. And he was like, yeah, well, it was actually the Bible. And they were all like, bah! like, what the hell? And blah, blah, blah. Like, so it, yeah, it's interesting. Very, very interesting. Rachel just showed up. She is over hey. now. Ra- Rachel, come say hello. Some, some, come say Peace. hello to Derek. You'll not be able um, to hear him. She, she's coming. She's I heard coming. her say hello. She said hello. Oh, here she is. Here she is. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. Yay. We, we have Yay. one more thing to talk about, and then I will give you a hug. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I got one more, one more, one more thing. The last guy. Do the last it. guy. Get, you ready for this? You're not ready for uh, this. Can I guess? Probably going to be right if you guess. You is, say, it okay. John, is it John Calvin? No, but that'd be really fun. Uh, no. Damn. Uh, Martin Luther. Oh! Yeah! Oh I mean, my God! Okay. So, uh, all you I've written down here every is... every Protestant that listens to this podcast. All I have written down here is absolute giga-chad of a man. <laughs> uh, married a nun, which is like, here's the deal. If you're going to go out and you're just going to say, fuck it, marry a nun and leave... You got to expect some people to call you a heretic. Like, you got to just... That comes but with at, the territory. At the same time, as absolutely fucked as Martin Luther was... Just a terrible that person. Is, <laughs> that is such a badass move it for what he did. It is the most pimp did. thing I've ever heard in my life. That's so oh, pimp. Unbelievably <laughs> so. Uh, did you ever celebrate Reformation Day? Oh, yeah. I had to because I was in a cult. How'd that go for it? Because the thing is, I never did. We, because I mean, growing up in Southeast, we just kind of didn't talk about any of the history of the church for any reason at all. So most people there didn't actually know who Martin Luther was or wow. really that we even counted as Protestants. I remember not thinking I was a Protestant. I'm just an evangelical. Whatever the fuck no. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm completely hilarious. serious. Like when I heard the Protestant Reformation, I was like, that's not me. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't know. Like I legitimately did not yeah. know for years. Um, but I want to hear about your Reformation Day experiences because I I didn't know for a very long time. I knew the Baptists no, were Protestant, but I didn't think I, I was. I mean, it was literally a whole lot of it was the Halloween thing. Um, yeah, just because Halloween is of the devil. Because I mean, if, if for those of you who are like Tom who don't know, Reformation Day is on October thirty first. Very cool. Um, which is. All Saints Day Eve. Almost or the like Eve it's of, another thing as well. Or the Eve of Samhain, whatever you want to say. Ooh. Um, very cool. So, Reformation Day is the day that Martin Luther decided to be the big superhero that he was. Big dick boy. And stand up to the Catholic Church, nail his 95 theses of why the Catholic Church was bad. Then to he the nailed doors. a nun too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Nailed more than the just the ninety-five theses that day. What What Woo! are the odds that that's your tweet for Reformation Day? You have to hashtag Reformation Day <laughs> and say the ninety-five theses wasn't the only thing that Martin Luther nailed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
Anyway, um, so these you can look them up online. The ninety-five reasons that Martin Luther hated the Catholic Church now. Ninety-five and, whole theses, dude. And and everyone that um, that I was associated with just said that it was because Martin Luther finally sat down and read the Bible. <laughs> and wow. I was like, that is, we're not just. I I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, but they're, anyway, um, so the cult, they would celebrate Reformation Day instead of Halloween. Some of them would post memes of how it was actually, you know, Reformation Day and Halloween isn't a good thing and it's of Satan and blah, blah, blah. We should be celebrating why Catholics are bad and why we're so good and... All of that stuff, and so anyway, um, there is still a very, very deep-seated belief in both Catholics and Protestants yeah. that the other camp is the devil. Yeah. And you can't get around that. You have to talk about it. because uh, Unless we did. What if we did? be cool if we did talk about it people would not be okay um so anyway uh all that to say go back to your uh martin luther being a heretic and why he's you why he's one of your favorites but why is he one of your favorites uh because if we don't acknowledge him as a heretic how can we ever discuss it um i already told you (laughs) i already already told you uh my two reasons absolute giga chad married a nun Uh, yeah yeah no but um and he's a pimp. He's like, <laughs> he's a pimp. All I'm saying is the Reformation was a mistake, uh, but at the same time, the church is always reforming, and the church always should be reforming. And every I, every 500 years, some would say, it's almost like everyone deconstructing right now and actually looking at this more deeply is something more meaningful than just people who want to sin more. Almost like. And it. how many years removed are we from the Reformation? <sighs> It's like it's been a, it's been a little while. It's five hundred. It sure is, isn't it? Five hundred years. Oh yeah. That is. Let's not forget that Martin Luther was famous. Yeah. And I mean, like everyone knew this. He ripped the entire book of James out of his Bible. Weird. And guy. said that it should not be canon. That was the thing he did. The people who are so sola scriptura regale, reg, is that their word? Regale yeah. this man as the father of the Reformation yeah. when in fact he did not believe that the book of James belonged in canonical scripture oh, yeah. because he, th- because this is, this is the argument that everyone gives. Everyone thought that the Catholics were all about works as salvation. Yeah. And Martin Luther was the first person to ever think, oh, what if it's by justification alone or by first grace alone? Um, he, was the, he was the first guy. He yeah, was the first one. Every, very first, first one to ever believe Everyone it. knows that. Um, and so because James says yeah. that faith without works is dead, he ripped the entire book out. That's what he had to do. And said, "This doesn't belong in here." Guy does so, what guy, guy does what he, guy's got to do. Do with that what you will. Um, <clears throat> anyway, no, cool. Uh, and hey, <laughs> look, another Christian anti-Semite. <laughs> it's, it's almost as though there's some kind of connection there. Ugh, wild. Oh man. Sorry um, to laugh about it. I'm not laughing about it as like, oh, ha ha ha. But like, isn't it weird? It's almost like this is a repeating pattern that uh, crazy stuff, uh, man. You know. So I, I, I actually, think we are I, about, we're about reaching our time. So let's, mm-hmm. should we tease what we got going on next time? We kind of already did a little bit. Yeah. Um, are we sure that it's next, that it's next podcast? Or I we... think, I think we could say if, if it's not next, it's the one after it's yeah. very soon. We have quite a bit of people who have asked us to we be got a lot here. of people who actually want to hang out with us surprising yeah. i know and it, it is surprising like Crazy i thought that peop- i thought i really actually thought that most of our friends actually hated us <laughs> like that's not hated- we're not saying that they don't 
Yeah, but like <laughs> for that other they were just kind of like, oh yeah, you have a podcast, and like didn't yeah. actually listen. Um, but we actually mm-hmm. have people who listen to us and like want to be a part of the conversations we're having, and you know, I think that's cool. It's and special. we're gonna we're gonna have some of our very good friends um, on here to talk about what what they think about things yep. and uh, what, you know, kind of they grew up with or with um, kind of like we've done before. Um, we had Jacob and we had Hannah. Um, so it's going to be a lot of us asking questions and them talking um, and us, you know, interjecting our our righteousness upon them. Um, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's going to be in the, in the next couple weeks. And I say weeks because, yes, dear listener, we will have another podcast for you oh my god next week we're gonna do it we're actually going to have three podcasts in a row we we've actually, only done two but we'll have three we're gonna record things <laughs> yeah. we're, we're gonna get our asses up and and do it uh to, to quote what was it was it chloe or courtney kardashian we're gonna get our fucking asses up and work oh my god yeah that's what people but, just don't want to work anymore you know that yeah, you know, and, crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna get into that. Another <laughs> podcast. Um, That's a whole other topic. Anyway, uh, we love you, dear listener. Um, follow us on Twitter. We're begging Theo Bourbon One. Um, follow us on Instagram. We have an Instagram. Um, follow me and Tom. If you ever want to hear updates, we will be retweeting and resharing everything that um, Theo Bourbon is putting out. Um, also, uh, follow our good friends that I've now, uh, I'm now following on Twitter and they're following me. Hopeless wanderers, uh, hopelessly wandering, hopeless, hopelessly, hopefully wandering, hopeless. They they got Uh, hope. I just called them hopeless. They they do in fact have hope. That's the thing. It's not hopeless that, you know, they, by the way, they could be, they could be, uh, they could be guests, um, if they wanted. They would be fun. Yeah. Let's do a crossover episode. We should. Oh my um, god, we just had that idea right now. That was organic. I hey, loved that. but uh, anyway, they're not hopeless. But they're very uh, hopeful. In fact, they've got a lot of hope. <clears throat> like yeah. So of hope. go go give them a follow. They got a great yeah. uh, podcast. It's, it's very good. If you think that we're really mean and you know say things that are too crass, they are so much uh, nicer than we are. They're so much nicer than we are. They swear way less than we do. Yeah, they yeah. swear a lot less. Uh, we're we're we a lot. Swear. We, we didn't swear, swear a whole lot. In this I one. did. You didn't. You were you were good. You were good this oh. time. Oh fuck! <laughs> there it is. I needed oh, it. There it is. We deserve. We deserve um, it. Actually. But anyway, uh, keep keep on uh, following us on things, and uh, we Please will yeah. talk to you next week. And, we'll do it. Uh, Tom, do you want to get Rachel in here to say "roll the metal"? Uh, Rachel, can you come and say a thing? You're not going to know what it means, but I promise it's good. Here she comes. <laughs> She, uh, Rachel has never once listened to the podcast. That's not true. Uh, oh, and oh like, she I, just got you. Okay, come in, come in. <laughs> Get it right, right so you're in focus and stuff. Just right here. And say, roll the metal. Roll the metal. Hey! hey! Yes!